0: Welcome to another episode of the Crocker Report podcast. I'm your host, Damian Parson, with my guy, Eugene Holt. What's going on, brother?
1: Yo, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening?
0: Nothing much. Nothing much, man. We are, what, T-minus, what, like 13 days, something, somewhere in there, like, like, you know. I lost count. I got tired of counting. To be honest with you, uh, twelve days. Twelve days. I, I was oh, close. Wow, yeah. I was close as twelve. Uh, you know what I mean? We're in the red zone, man. We're, you know what I mean? And it's uh, in terms of in, in track terminology, we are coming around to that two hundred yard mark, that two hundred meter mark. Come around that curve to hit mm-hmm. the straightaway for that last hundred meters to get into uh, the draft. So I'm excited about it. It's been a wild draft season. Uh, I feel like, in it, ways, it felt like it took forever, but at the same time, then it's like you blink and we're here. You know what I mean? So, um, it's it's fun. I mean, it's been a, yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of uh, a lot of guests that has um, come in and graced and blessed the show with their with their appearance, from players to analysts, and you know. Trainers things like that. Uh, so we appreciate everyone but also we appreciate all the listeners and supporters that have given us uh, so much love this draft season continue to do so we have a lot more content coming uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming your way as well even, you know, during the draft we, round one we're going to be live streaming, you know, uh, talking talking ball and, and giving our reactions to everything that, that's going on. But in, mm-hmm. as well as you um, at post draft, all that man. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, we got, I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming. We got to break these prospects down. We got, we got to break down who won the draft, who did good, where do these guys fit? It's a lot of stuff to do. And then before you know it, it's time to jump on 2022.
0: Hey, listen. Um you you know I'm already kind of I'm setting yeah. it up for 2022 for my running exactly. backs uh for my for my rush report, you know, uh which will be on my Patreon account once I launch it. You know, stay tuned DP I was going NFL. But uh for all the supporters, we thank you guys again. Um go on apple Podcasts if you haven't already leave us a five-star review uh you guys have been so gracious so supportive we love you and we're going to talk some offensive linemen man um you know all offensive tackles and interior guard and center we're going to rank those t- uh those two categories we're gonna rank the top five in each category give our uh perspective on said players as well as give um in our opinion where we believe they fit the best heading into the NFL in terms of scheme. So let's go ahead and get it going there. Uh, let's talk about the offensive tackles. Who is your number one offensive tackle? And tell us, give us a little breakdown on, on that player and uh, what scheme you think they fit.
1: Uh, Yeah, I like my uh, number one offensive tackle has been pretty much consistent throughout this whole uh, process it has been Penny Sewell. Um, Ray Sean Slater is very, very good, but I got Penny Sewell, uh, as my number one, just simply for the, the athletic upside that he has. He is, I mean, he is a, uh, a tremendous athlete. When when you think about it, last time we saw Penny Sewell, he was 19 years old and he was 19 years old throwing kids around like a grown man. <laughs> so when you, when you project that forward, you project that forward to uh, NFL coaching and NFL style, uh, strength and conditioning program. It's, it's amazing what he can be. And as far as scheme wise, I would put him in a zone blocking scheme. He can, he can be in a man scheme, a power scheme, because he definitely has the strength to do that. But that athleticism, that movement ability is what makes him so special. When you got a man like that on the move and he's moving fast and he's, the most importantly, he's under control. A lot of times you see guys, big guys out in space. And they tripping over their own feet or they go for a block and they miss the guy completely because they're not in control. They can't accurately hit a moving target. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case with Penny Sewell. He he, I mean, he you get him out on screen and outside zone. He's going to knock somebody's head off. And that's the way. And with these spread offenses making their way into the NFL, these uh, movement offenses, he's the type of guy that you want. So I will put him in a zone blocking scheme. And um, honestly, and I would do whatever I can to get him out in space, out on the edges. Get my running back running behind him, and sp- and even uh, in the passing concepts, I you can trust him to protect the quarterback's blind side. So um, yeah, so basically, he is. I would say he's scheme transcendent, but my preference would be put him in a zone blocking scheme. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Um, I think for me, when I look at Penny Penny Sewell, he's nasty. He's physical. He's aggressive in the run game specifically. Um, I do think there's, there's a lot of upside with him in terms of pass protection and, and you know, he's, you know, he was 19. That was two years ago. Right. So he's 21 yeah. years old. Uh, you know, and like I said, Rashawn Slay is good. I really like Penny Sewell. I like him more so in a man, uh, in a kind of a power blocking scheme. You mm-hmm. know me, I am a running back. I want to run the ball. I want guys yeah. to, to, to open those lanes. But like you said, he is, um, to me, he is scheme transition where he could fit into a zone-blocking scheme with his length, his quickness, his, his uh, lateral agility and ability, as well as his power. You know, he's going he's gonna to displace – and wash out defenders. And then you think about it, in a screen game, getting him out there, he's athletic, he moves well, gets him, yeah. gets him in space, and he gets upfield with no problem. He head hunts. He's going to lead your, your your ball carrier or your receiver, whoever that may be, on said play. He's going to lead them to the promised land, and that's what I like about him a lot. Like I said, but that nastiness, that aggressive nature that he brings, he brings an yeah. attitude to the offensive line, to the front seven. So I think when you get him into that power blocking where – Because a lot of times people with the run game, people think, okay, it gets just the running back and and rhythm. No, actually, it gets the offensive line going as well. gets their confidence going because they're going forward instead of having to to protect themselves dropping back uh with, with the defenders rushing at them so in the run game you get him going get him comfortable get him loose get him in the groove then that's when you you play action he's he's setting it he's setting the edge he's keeping these these uh defenders at bay keeping your quarterback clean and again he's mobile enough to get out in the space and make a lot of plays there as well he's just a just overall just a great talent i, I don't know if he's the generational guy that people hyped him up to be two years ago. You know, you heard Orlando Pace and a lot of other great names that he was throwing around um, to compare him to. But I think he's a very, very good prospect and uh, a guy I really don't think you can go wrong with. He, he's just extremely talented. Um, the arm length, I don't really have a problem with at all. Um, I don't really have a pretty too much problem with his game much at all. Like I said, the main thing is just, he hadn't played in a year. So he hadn't faced defenders in since 2019. Uh, so his first time facing them, facing defenders again will be when he's in whenever training like training camp, basically, because I know that a lot of teams are now trying to do the virtual offseason due to COVID. COVID yeah. because uh, they want to stick with being on the safe side uh, while they kind of work out some vaccination things as well. Those discussions will be had. So yeah, I'm going Peninsula as well um, for number two. I want to start. I want to go, uh, Rashawn Slater. Rashawn mm-hmm. Slater is interesting because I know a lot of people are they look at me as a guard. I be, I'm in the belief because this reminds me, remember, Forrest Lamp came out a couple years ago, yeah. and remember he had that great game against Bama and really showcased what he could do at the left mm-hmm. tackle position. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we fast forward months later to the draft, everybody's like. He's a guard. I'm like, guard. let's play him at tackle first. Let's put him at, in, in your, in your, in your number one, in your starting offense in camp, let him go up against your number one edge rushers. If he's locking them down and he's, he's competitive and he looks good.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and don't get me wrong. If you're like, if you're like a team that doesn't have really good pass rushers. Okay. I get that. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, you know, we don't really have the best edge rushers. Okay. I get it. But if he's able to, to, to go up against your veteran rushers, and stonewall them, protect your quarterback, and camp in and practice. And, mm-hmm. and, and then you get in the preseason, same thing. Like don't, I'm not saying that you can't move them around and play them at both, make them a swing guard or whatever you want to do with them. That's fine. But I say at least let them try out at tackle first. So yeah. I, when I look at him, he's quick. Um, I love his ability to change direction when, mm-hmm. when blocking. Uh, he handles twists and stunts very well. Football intelligence is up there. Um, I love his hand placement. He's strong at the point of attack as well. Nimble, light feet, uh, good hips. He's not a, um, he's a knee bender, not a waist spinner, which, yep. I, which I I love uh, as well, and I think he, he he works well in that inside outside zone type of scheme. Get him moving laterally, um, sealing off defenders, displ- displacing guys, washing them down the line of scrimmage, creating that that cutback lane or that initial uh, uh that initial alley for the running back. I, I just really think he will fit very well in a zone blocking scheme. What say you?
1: Um, I agree. I think it's uh my, also I got uh, Rashawn Slater as my number 2. Um he uh he's so technically sound. Even uh, as well with the movement ability, he's so technically sound in everything he do and the it's the consistency from snap to snap. He does his hands are in the right place. His footwork is is good. His uh, his recognition when they when they do the TE's and the ET's he is like that is it, it, he, he picks it up. He knows where it's coming from and he gets his hands on the guys and they're blocked. He I consider him a uh, plug and play anywhere on the offensive line. You draft them, you start him wherever you got a hole on your offensive line. Uh, as far as the guard center. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing tackle. Try him at tackle. Let, let him fail at tackle first. Then kick them inside to guard or center if you want to do that. If you got two elite tackles out there, then okay, kick them in the guard. Mm-hmm. But if you need help on tackle, he's a tackle. Put him at tackle. It's it's it's, it's that simple. But yeah, I love I love the way Rayshon Slater plays. Um, he's technically sound. He's I think he's one of the safest prospects you can get in this draft. You and you, you draft him, you put him in your offensive line. It's simple as that.
0: I love um, I love the part that you brought up. If you have two booking tackles, one, mm-hmm. and you need a guard, and if you're up there in the top top fifteen, whatever, and he's in he's in that range, why not take him if you need a guard? Because he can now you got two booking tackles, you got a, a nice young guard prospect. Because we we know we talked about it, we talk about it all the time with offensive tackles and why they're so important. Because if you got two guys that you're comfortable with, that they can go one on one. You can double mm-hmm. team, you can combo block, you can do a lot of yeah. different things with the three guys on the interior. If you're facing the Fletcher Cox and your center, you don't you don't feel comfortable with that one-on-one situation. That's if your right guard can handle his man. Now you got you got combo block situation with Rashawn Slater in your in your center on Fletcher Cox or whoever that uh dominant interior def- defensive lineman is. And like I said, just let, let him fail first, right? Let him fail, yeah. man. Just just I, that's how I look at it. Um, but I, like I said, he's so smooth, he's technically sound, safe. Like and, yeah. and, and when we hear safe at certain other positions or other per- positions, rather, it's like ah, you know, that's not a good term you want to hear. Is like, oh he's safe. Mm-hmm. But with the offensive line, is so important to be safe. Like you know, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to reach for, you don't want to reach for somebody that's just all potential in a top ten. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, he's got the athletic tricks, he's got the physicality, he's but you know, technique wise, he's sloppy. He's he he, need, he doesn't recognize well. He's a project. Okay, I'm not taking that in the top ten. I'll take a safe offensive lineman in the top ten.
1: Exactly, exactly, and and the thing is. Safe only means we know what we're getting. We know what your game is. We know what your strong suit is, and we're okay with that. Safe is a good thing. Safe is a very good thing. And so, I mean, some people think that that translates to limited upside. But, no, it's just that you have a baseline of talent that, that the NFL will covet. Absolutely.
0: Uh, let's see, we're on number three. So, who is you, who's your third offensive tackle in this class?
1: All right, so this is where it gets interesting at because you got your Elijah v- Vera Tuckers, you got your uh Christian Darasaws and all of that. So for me, I like Christian Darasaw as my uh, tackle number three. He is another guy, he um he's good in space, he he, he moves dudes, he moves dudes out the way. Um he, he can play in his own, he can play in his own blocking scheme. I'll put him in man, put him in manpower, let him put hands on somebody, let him beat up on dudes all day long. Um, but uh yeah, I like the the physicality he plays with, I like the nastiness he plays with. It was one game I was watching against um, Clemson, I believe. And he uh he washes down, they had a they he washes down the five technique, washes them down the line. Next play, he uh he seals off his blocks. They're they, they running the sweep to the outside. He sealed off his block. And after the play was over, he put his arm around the defender's neck and choked him a little bit. And that that's a it's it's funny because he does that like on like three or four different occasions. I'm like, yeah, this dude is really nasty. I I, I like that because it's just because you want your offensive lineman to have to be a little bit of a jerk. You want him to be, you know, an agitator. And that's Christian Darrisaw. He's gonna he's gonna fight you, he's gonna poke at you, he's gonna punch you a little bit. Well, so I like that nasty streak. In my offensive lineman. So on top of that, you he has some he has some technical uh aspects he that, that needs to be coached up, but that but it's all correctable, it's all it, it it's all coachable. Uh I like the talent, I like the size, I like the strength, I like the uh attitude that he plays with. So I got him as my offensive tackle number three.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Der- Saw is also my Third offensive tackle. It was kind of tough because I really I really like um I really do like Vera Tucker, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I will go ahead and put the cat out the back. I have him as an interior offensive lineman um mm-hmm. in, in my rankings. I and mean, I I like Darisol, like I said, he can play in both uh in my opinion, he can play zone and man blocking with his yeah. size, his strength, his physicality. Um I mean, cause in, I mean in recent mocks, I think I mocked him to Indy, putting him mm-hmm. alongside big Q. And, and just giving Jonathan Taylor that kind of, you know, Walter Jones, Steve Hutchinson, left side, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, where we're just going to out physical you. We're going to beat you up. We're going to dominate you at the line of scrimmage. We're going to reset the line of scrimmage and move your defenders backwards. And I think he's really great at that. Uh, he, he plays with a nasty. Mindset as well. Also, another guy who diagnose as well. For a guy his size, he he changes direction as well. Um, yeah. Fluid hips as well, and, and I really like that about his game. I could see him in kind of I could see him in both schemes personally, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna stick I'm, I'm gonna stick with you. I think he would fit very well in a in a zone blocking scheme. Just yeah. getting him, you know, like I said, you know, moving on the edge, displacing defenders, uh, getting his hands on guys. And creating lanes, you know, creating lanes for the running back. And that's a big part of that zone blocking scheme, just washing guys, right, getting them out of the way, creating as much separation between, uh, you know, you and the next offensive lineman. So if him at the left tackle spot, you know, you grab that DNA, you wash him, you move him, you know what I mean? And then also having the intelligence to say, okay, well, I understand leverage and I understand where you're trying to go, so I'm going to take you there. You know, mm-hmm. and that's something I see from him as well that, that at the same time is like, okay, he's trying to work back inside. Well, you open up that rib cage to me. Now I'm going to move you. I, I, yeah. I, You've you given me everything I need to get both yeah, of my hands leverage. on you, and I yeah. got leverage on you. So I love that about him as well. Uh, so he is my number three um, offensive tackle. Uh, number four, uh, sticking with uh, – we're going to flip, flip uh, blocking schemes for a mm-hmm. second. I'm going to Oklahoma State to Tevin Jenkins. Ooh. Um you know, I tweeted out the picture of uh, Marshawn uh, Lynch in high school with the without the mm. beard and the hair and the glass. He had the glasses, the little uh, <laughs> kind of button up T shirt. know, mm. and, and beside it, I put the picture of Tevin Jenkins. When you look at Tevin Jenkins, most you know most guys are looking at him like, man, you know, he plays football. Like he he has got the the smile. You know, um, you know, a little smile on his face. He's got the glasses. He doesn't look like a guy that's going to destroy you. Yeah. And then it's like the ball, you know, the the whistle blows and it's like, okay, he becomes a whole different person. And I'm just watching him just dominate guys and, you know, toss guys aside, body guys. And I'm just like, he fits a man gap scheme perfectly for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's another guy, Indy, you know, because, you know, they can they can use that as well. Um, Yeah for Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack and those guys. But I just love what he brings. You know, he's got, cook, you know, kick sliders as well. He jump jump sets nicely as well, gets quick out of his stance. But especially when he's going downhill, when he gets his hand on defenders, he controls them. You know, he keeps them out of his chest plate while he's all over them, and he has mm-hmm. control, the leverage. Um, and he, of course, he's intelligent. He's a great athlete as well. I, saw, I actually saw a clip of him on Twitter, uh, you know, box jumping and just flat footed. And I'm like, man, for a guy his size, he gets up there. So he's got that lower body explosion, uh, the twitch in the lower half that you can see uh to, to just pop out of his stance in the run game, to create open lanes for the running back, protect, uh, handle power rushers. He's got the power to handle the strength and power to handle those those physical rushers. Then he also mm-hmm. has the quickness to handle more of the speedy guys. Now, I do know that Ronnie Perkins and him had a nice battle. Uh, Ronnie Perkins, one of the edge defenders from for Oklahoma, they had a nice matchup, um, oh, yeah. and Perkins Perkins got after him a little bit. So, um, you know, that could be you know, hey, everybody meets their match at some point. But uh, mm-hmm. I really like Tevin Jenkins at number four.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you uh, on that thing about Tevin Jenkins. You you, I mean, he's got he's got Tennessee Titans written all over him. Like you put him at right tackle, let him play for Tennessee. He's going to run over somebody. And I like the the play strength that he has. He's a very athletic kid. I love his play strength. And you see him get his hands directly in guys' chest and he just moves them. And he moves. And the thing about it is he plays. Some guys play to the whistle. Some guys play through the whistle. He plays through the whistle and then five seconds after that. 'Cause he's just trying to disrespect people. He tries to throw people, you know, he tries to bury you in the ground. And I like that mentality that he plays with. And not only that, he's a big kid. He's a big kid, like over three hundred pounds, over six foot over six foot five. So he's gonna lean on you. He's gonna he's going to uh put his weight on you and he's gonna he's gonna be a smaller defensive line, he's gonna wear them down by the fourth quarter. Um he yeah, uh his footwork. His footwork is good. The thing is, he's an athlete, but his footwork needs to be—I uh, I, say—a little bit sharper in pass pro. But it, it's the thing where you just need to see it. You need to see the reps because he's—he's go, gonna—he's gonna be sharp with his with his pass pro once he gets into the offensive scheme and keeps on repping it day and day and day. So that's the only thing we have left to see. But as far as uh, putting him as like a right tackle in the man in the man scheme. I do that all day long and just and run to his side and have him just uh, whoop up on dudes.
0: I like it. Now, would you put him at uh, how do you feel about his projection to left tackle heading into the league?
1: Left tackle. I would say it's probably a little bit of a longer. He can play it. He can definitely play it because he has the athleticism to do it. I say it's a little bit longer projection because uh, the tape I've seen him uh, is at right tackle. So it's just like. Just him getting used to it, change it's like uh writing with your right hand and you change it to writing with your left hand. Gotta get used to the footwork technique and all of that. But he definitely can do it. If they want to start him off as a, a left tackle, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. It's it just depends on um how fast do you want to return on your investment. If you wanna, you know, you want them real fast week one, put him at right tackle. If you want maybe by week eight or year two, then put them at left tackle.
0: Agreed, agreed. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Who is um? So we've gone through four, the first, the top mm-hmm. four. Uh, who is your fifth um, offensive tackle in this class?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so hard doing the top five because all of these guys are so good. Um, okay, so I didn't put Sammy. Co- I wanted to put Sammy Cosme in my top five. I didn't put Dylan Radunes in my top five. I wanted to put both of them there too. And another guy I really like is James Hudson from Cincinnati. I wanted to put him in there. But I couldn't because I put Liam Eichenberg as my number five. And the thing about Eichenberg, he's not the athlete that uh, all the guys that we mentioned. He's not that. But he's so technically sound. Like he is. And he knows exactly who he is. He is not a super athletic tackle. And he knows it. So what he's going to do, he's going to beat you with technique. He's gonna beat you with a uh, uh, short area quickness, and he's gonna beat you with uh, his brain, with his with want to. I watched uh, Rep. Uh, I watched uh, against Oregon. So, what he shoots his hands? Did they do the? Uh, I think the double underhook blocking technique, where you got your hands up like this, and you shoot your your hands out to the chest. He gets his hands to the defender's chest so fast, and once you get your hands to their chest, now you can control them, which way they want to go keeps his feet moving to keep his balance and he controls the he controls the defender through the rep. He's not the most powerful guy, but he still, he gives his quarterback enough time to throw the ball. Now in the run game, they ran, they ran an the outside zone. Uh, Notre Dame was in 12 personnel. So the two tight, the two tight ends took one end. I can break a free release to the second level. Uh, the, uh, Talking about the 2022 class, one of those Florida State linebackers, somebody to keep an eye on. But um, that guy, Leon Eichenberg, he's very athletic. Eichenberg had no chance of getting him in space. But Eichenberg knows the guy was flowing down to get to the ball carrier. He just cut him. He knew he wasn't going to be able to run up to him, but he just dove up and cut him. Took the linebacker completely out of the play. That's the smarts that he plays with. And that's why that's why a coach is going to trust him uh blocking for his quarterback because he's smart he's technically sound and even when he's doing even when he's blocking they always tell you keep your you block like you bench press keep your elbows tight keep them in don't have your elbows out like this because that's not where your power is your power is coming from your inside and that's exactly what he do he does every rep his technique is is excellent so that's why i have him as my uh, uh number five tackle not the, not the super athlete, not a, not a bad athlete, but not the super athletes that we mentioned before. He's a guy, he's another guy that's, that's safe. He, you're going to put him in on uh, at left tackle and he's going to fight for you. He's going to put I would put him in a, I guess more of a zone blocking offense, uh timing based offense somewhere, uh, a quick hitting offense where the quarterback is getting the ball out, out of his hands very fast. And, I think that's where he'll be be successful at because you don't want him holding blocks for five seconds. You don't want somebody holding. You don't want the quarterback standing there patting the ball, patting the ball, patting the ball. Because then he's not going to look good. But you get a timing offense. You get a rhythm based offense. uh, You let him uh, do his thing blocking. Then you'll have no problems. Well,
0: I'm pretty sure our top five is the same.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <I have> <laughs> yeah Mike
0: as well, And it, 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 it was, like you said, it was tough because mm-hmm. I really like a um, uh, young man from uh, Brady Christensen from BYU. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, I
0: really love his game. I like James Hudson as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jalen Mayfield, Alex Leatherwood. Yep. Spencer Brown is a day two guy that I really think teams are going to love. You um, know, mm-hmm. kind of Seb- Sebastian Vollmer-esque, 6'8", six, six, 314, big but he's a good athlete. You know, he, he moves well. Is also uh, when I, looking at Eichenberg, like you said, he's not the best athlete. And I agree with everything you said. Uh, he to me projecting at the pro uh, at, at the pro level. The, the thing about it was his feet. You know, he's he doesn't have the quickest footwork mm-hmm. and, and handling um, handling speed rushers off the edge is, is where he's, I think he's gonna. Like you said, the time from from a passing standpoint, he fits that timing offense a little bit better than yeah. you know. I, you wouldn't want him in Tampa early on with that no, no you know no risk it you know no risky, no biscuit type of offense where he's got to hold the ball while while the quarterback burps the baby waiting for the deep route to open up especially yes. against speed rushers but in terms of the run game which you know is big for me <clears throat> when looking at offensive linemen and running backs and things like that um I like him so much in a power scheme uh cuz he snaps and pops off the ball well and I just love his ability because when he's when he sets vertically, uh, rather than just kind of go laterally, I think that's where he's at his best, right? So I think when he gets he gets his hands on guys, he can he can control them, he can um, you know open up running lanes and and and, and move guys. Uh, like I said, he's not going to be, he's not physically. I don't think he's going to be on par from a strength standpoint as like a saw and Jenkins. He, but he, he's really good. He's really good. He's smooth. Uh, it's got some safeness to his game and, and, and he's a solid guy, solid, solid, really solid mm-hmm. prospect. I said, I just think, you know, especially like I said, in the past game, you want to get the ball out quick, uh, early on. Um, I think again, with the right coaching, um, you know, clean up some of the footwork issues, kind of get off, try, try to get a little twitchy, a little quicker off the ball, Um, can really, really benefit him, uh, going heading into the NFL to handle those speed rushers. But at the same time, you know, he, he's like a really good prospect and he, he is not my number five. Like I said, it was a lot of guys that were up for this spot, but, um, I decided to go with Liam Eikenberg as well. Uh, let's, let's flip it over to the interior, man. I'm I'm, going to start it off. Um. You know, like I said, I kind of let the cat out the bag. He is my number one interior offensive lineman right now. And that's Elijah Vera Tucker from yeah. um, you know, SoCal over the Trojans. I, I just like him, you know, six four, three hundred pounds, uh, three or five somewhere in there. Even though he did play tackle and he fared well, you know, for the most part, he did have some issues at times facing um, mm-hmm. you know, uh that monster in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he he struggled a little bit at times with mm-hmm. him, but at the same time, he did, he, he had his wins as well. And and I liked seeing him at, you know, his quickness, his his ability to keep those defenders out of his chest and, and mm-hmm. not allow them to control his his movements per se. But I think in a zone blocking scheme at guard, man, he could really put some work in. And, and cause he's quick. He he is strong. And I was listening to, I think it was Bucky Brooks said that some so uh, West Coast Scouts had um, Elijah Vera Tucker rated over Penny Sewell, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." You know, um, because of how are. you know <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it was interesting because so how good Penny Sewell is. I'm like, man, but at the same time, you know, again, we all we know, but we know about the rankings. It's yeah. all about you know your preference. So okay, do you see Vera Tucker as a guard or a tackle? Because if you see yeah. him as a guard. Okay, yeah, you might have him over Penny Soul. Of course,
1: yeah.
0: But you have him at tackle, I got Penny Sul over him. But yeah. I do like his quickness off the snap. I do like his 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 athleticism in the passing game. He's competitive. Um, like I said, the way he strikes and the way he moves his body and the intelligence to get into those favorable scenarios and, and positions uh, mm-hmm. to be able to seal and lock defenders out, Is 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 very very good for him, so he is my my top interior offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I got him. I got him as uh my interior offensive, yeah, interior offensive lineman number one. Uh, With him, I would say immediately put him at guard and project him out to tackle. I think he. I think he'll start his career at guard. He'll end his career at tackle. because he is so athletic in space, and he climbs to the second level so fast. I, one thing I noticed when I was watching him, like he moves very fast for for like an offensive lineman, and that type of that type of movement ability translates well to a, a zone blocking scheme. Um, at tackle, I had a couple issues with his hand placement because, like I say, like you want your hands to be like Leah Michaelberg. you want them in the in the guy's chest. Sometimes he he would get his hands outside uh against oregon number 99 he was playing a four eye number 99 beat it beat him put his hands in uh a, elijah tecker's chest and we couldn't do nothing about it but get his face put in the dirt and the thing about it was he was like he just punching at the shoulders he was punching at the outside shoulders. we want to have the, the hand, hands on the inside consistently every rep when he does that you you can't do nothing with him he he's he got you in control once if his technique is perfect, you can't get past him. Um, So that way I will put him at guard to start off that way. You in closer quarters. Now he can really put his hands on you. He can move you out of the way. That's where he's going to have the most successful success at early on. Um, Then he's going to translate out to tackle once he once he gets all the technique down. So, yeah, I got Elijah Tucker as the uh, offensive guard one. Um, I, with the caveat that he's probably going to have a, his future at tackle.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Nah, I'm, I'm with you there. I I'm I'm fine playing him either or, ber- basically. Yeah. Um, you know, similar to to Slater, I'm fine with him playing either or. Um, my number
1: two.
0: Hmm. <sighs> I, I I made I had to make the adjustment because of some injury issues. So. My number two offensive lineman, I like why I I'm putting Wyatt Davis there. I'm not gonna yeah, say he yeah. talent wise, I do have somebody else there too. But I'll talk about mm-hmm. him a little bit. But I like Wyatt Davis, um, especially just just watching him. He he's fun to watch for me. Like you know, just mm-hmm. as someone that's that's still learning, still studying the offensive line. Um, to me, I think he is like a, a scheme transcendent guy. But watch him at Ohio State in that zone blocking game especially in the inside zone blocking game like his ability to move guys he he his, his his quickness off the ball his strength at the point of attack as well as his intelligence when to combo block and then the timing to release up to the second level it, it's 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 something that I, that's so underrated when watching offensive linemen especially when yeah. in, in the interior because you got to know okay I'm a combo block this this D tackle this, this three technique me and my center going to combo block him for a moment I gotta know when to release and be comfortable to release to get up to the second level, get that linebacker. Or if me and my, you know, because he played, uh, I believe was was he was he left guard or right guard? I believe it was left guard. He was a right guard. Oh, he was right guard, right guard. Um, yeah. I forget, yeah, because I will get him and the other guy mixed up. Um because mm-hmm. Josh Myers is their center, who I'll talk yeah. about later. So, you know, whether with him being that right guard and the right to him and the right tackle or combo blocking, you gotta know what you know, combo blocking that in. Got to know when to get up to that second level to that linebacker or that 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 strong safety that's kind of playing in a robber technique. You got to know when when to to release and get up field as a running back. That timing is so important. So and he does that. And when he gets his hands on guys, he controls them. He moves them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he's nimble. He's he's he doesn't have like one thing about you know strong offensive lineman. You always look at the footwork. See if they have ploddy, heavy feet. That's not him yeah. for me. I don't see that with this game. I see the, the lateral quickness to move, especially watching zone-blocking linemen. Guys mm-hmm. who have to move laterally, the, their footwork is so important because it's easy trying to – God, think about it, man. Upper body, you're trying to you're, – you're, you're attacking another, another human being. You're latching on. Now your feet has to take you and drive you laterally. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and your your feet, your feet are crossing. Like you can easily trip over yourself, lose leverage, stumble, you know, or stumble and lose leverage. That tackle, you know, kind of gives you the hump and throws you down. And now your running back is running into a 330-pound defensive tackle. So yep. the footwork is so key. His footwork is good, it's clean, and, and it's reliable. And he's just a really, really good prospect for me. And like I said, I really view him. That inside zone, which a lot of teams are running, especially out of shotgun and pistol now, with yeah. so many more mobile quarterbacks, you want to mm-hmm. run that inside zone between in the A and B gap and attack those defensive, uh, defensive linemen, especially with teams, uh, trying to space out fronts are lighter. You don't see as many 330 40 pound defensive tackles anymore, they're more on the 310, yeah. maybe 315 ish. Two ninety-five, you gotta be lighter because guys, you know, teams want guys to be able to penetrate interiorly against the pass. And the same thing with linebackers, right? You got linebackers who aren't through uh 250 pounds as much anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You're seeing more 230, 225, and even 215. Uh when yeah. we look at J O K coming into this draft and possible will linebacker. So getting having a guy that can get up to the second level and, and just be physical at the point of attack is so important. So um, I got uh, Wyatt Davis at number two.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the same for me. Um, pretty much for those same reasons. Um, I do believe he can play in the uh, uh power scheme because he I mean he's just so nasty. He's so nasty. Um, you I want him I want him uh blocking vertically. I want him to get vertical displacement of the offensive lineman. I want him going forward, knocking guys out of the way, creating holes. He's I think he's a perfect uh offensive lineman for a running back that doesn't have vision. Because he's just going to open a hole. He's going to say, go this way. And, that, and that's going to be the best way for him, best offense for him to be in. Because He's just so strong, so nasty. That's, I mean, that's what I favor when I watch offensive linemen. I like the guys that move the guys out the way. And and I should, actually, I'm going to give you my two and my three right here because Josh Myers works right along with him at center. I love it. I love those two. You, I'm, If you want to watch – some good offensive line play watch those two work together they just they just they they go hand in hand they peanut butter and jelly you 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 see Wyatt Davis washing a guy down you see Josh Myers right behind him finishing it up and the thing about uh, Josh Myers he's playing the center position Think about the center position, you do have to set the protection schemes on the line. You got to know that stuff, just like you got, just like the quarterback has to know. And he's been essential to Justin Fields in identifying the protections and, and setting the protections. That's another thing you got to, you have to be aware of when you uh, judging these centers, because once they're pointing out the mics, they're setting up, they're setting up the protections, they're looking out for the blitzes as well. So, and I think, and I think they do a pretty good job of that. Uh, both in tandem and uh, as Josh Myers as a standalone center. Um, Both can play in a uh, zone scheme, but I like them both in a uh, power scheme.
0: All right. Was, the the PB and J reference, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it.
1: They go together. They just Listen, go together. I
0: like, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. They mesh well does match mm-hmm. well. Um Josh Myers is on my list. I don't have him at three. Uh, but my third guy, I because I dropped him from two, but I couldn't mm-hmm. drop him far. Landon Dickerson, man, from that Alabama. Injury. The, yeah. the injury history is so yeah. important because like <laughs> you know, the durability issues. Mm-hmm. Um he, his only season that he finished was uh 2019.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and um you know, he sustained, like a, I think it was a 20 Cl in 2016, really? ankle surgery 2017, ankle injury 2018, and then, of yeah. course, the ligament damage to his knee, his left knee in 2020 at the mm-hmm. end of the season. Um, So it's just like, man, you know. It's
1: tough. it's tough. Like, without the injuries, I mean, he's number one for me. Like,
0: legit. Like, he, he – he and I love him in a, in a uh, man-blocking gap mm-hmm. scheme – just physical, strong at the point of attack, and he's gritty. He's he's just aggressive, and he, he brings an attitude to that offensive line. You know, um, he's like I said, he's not the best athlete. That's not something that you but at the center position you don't have to be in that, especially in that specific scheme. Um, yeah. It's all about releasing vertically, popping off the ball, getting into uh, the, the defensive your know, defensive opponent, and, and just like I said, controlling, sealing. Uh, he does a great job of that. And then also in combo blocks, with the in tandem with his guards. Comboing at, at the point of attack, getting up to the, to the second level, he does a good job at, at that as well. Like I said, he's not going to be the, the quickest um, best athlete in terms of lateral movement as well, but getting up uh, field vertically north and south, I really love Landon Dickerson in a gap uh, man scheme. Let's see, that was, what, three? So that, I'm at number four. Okay. I'm going to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, Creed Humphrey. And, and mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, it's crazy because, like, he was one of the most talked about, in my opinion, one of the most talked about guys the past year or so before the season. And, you know, for me, I think he could play both center and guard. Um, I would, for, I would play him at center early, you know, and if you need him to be a swing guard, cool, that's fine. But he, you know, um. High IQ football intelligence is up there. Um, he, he's strong, physical. Another guy similar to Lane Dixon, limited athlete, you know, limited athleticism. You don't you can't really expect them to be, you know, four eight, forty type guys that's gonna just you know kill you with the, the speed and quickness and twitch, but at the point of attack. He's, I, I can't remember if he had wrestling background or not, but he he, he fights well um, on the interior. Again, getting up to the second level was key to me. He does that well. And then think about the system he's played in. He's kind of played you know inside zone runs a lot with Oklahoma, playing out of the shotgun and the pistol, um, played with some athletic quarterbacks, um, being intelligent enough to help set protections as well for those athletic quarterbacks. And then not, you know, especially bl- with blocking, off uh, athletic quarterback blocking for athletic quarterbacks, it's easy to get called for penalties because you don't know where they're going to be, right? Um, but he's really good in sounding his technique as well. So I have him at, um, I have Creed Hummer at number four.
1: Okay. Yeah. For me, uh, my number four, I got Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. Um, he's six foot five, 338, and he's every bit of a, of a people mover. Um, I watched him against uh, Florida State. And it's you 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 can't get enough. Of, he, once you put your hands on him, you you can't go nowhere. Especially in the in the run game is where I really like uh what he does. Uh, I got him also in a, a manpower uh, gap scheme. Um, I like he's he plays left guard, and he and he and he plays well uh, off of Liam Eichenberg. Because some of the limited motion that Eichenberg Burke has, he covers that because he has good lateral side to side movement. But he just moves guys out the way. He's a very very strong player. He's another guy that we say is safe because you know exactly what you're getting. You're gonna plug him in at, at uh, left guard, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's, he drops his anchor very well. Um, you're not gonna get him with the bull rush, uh, speed like speed rushers. You're not really. You're not going to get because he's wide. He's wide. He has long arms, though. You're not going to really swim past him with ease. So I like him as 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 a power uh, gap scheme guy that's going to just push guys out the way, pushing upfield like you got. If you got if you got third and one and you and you want to do a quarterback sneak, you're good. The quarterback is going to dive right behind Aaron Banks because, you know, he's going to get vertical displacement and he's going to get you that extra yard. So that's why I got him as my uh, number four. He feels like a he feels like a safe player. He feels like a ready-made left guard for the next next level. I
0: like it. I like it. I looked at him and and, and I haven't. Wa- I looked at his name um, and I haven't watched a ton of film on him, but I mm. definitely plan to, uh, to 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 check him out because i heard a lot of great things about him. Yeah. Uh, to close it out my number five. Like I said, we talked about him earlier, Josh Myers. He said intelligent, great teammate works in tandem very well with Wyatt Davis in their their zone blocking scheme. I, you know, the run game, I love him in the run game. I, he, he, he moves guys like consistently, like he gets off the ball very well. Uh, I forget the young man's. I actually put out the clip of him from Rutgers. um, I believe his name was Justin. I can't remember his last name at the time, but, uh you know he's like 6'1 265 he gave him troubles cuz he 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 was so quick off the ball and he had that short that that shorter leverage um and play underneath his pads he was able to give myers some issues but myers you know I mean looking at his game he's what 6 he's six five three twelve. 312 um moves well laterally strong in the front of attack gets up to the second level well he plays with with good quickness um He's not, he's not a dynamic athlete per se but starting center in, in a uh i think outside kind of wide zone scheme he fits very well um you look at um maybe you know not sure who the the san francisco 49ers um center is at the moment but he's a guy that could fit that mold well and, and be just plug and play in that offense
1: yeah I, I like him i like him i like him a lot i like what he did at the uh senior Bowl. And, and I like the fact that uh, they, it's not a lot of tape on him. And he, um, he 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 played he played very well at the senior bowl. But the, his workouts—did you see the videos of his workouts? Mm-hmm. He didn't. Um, he this guy was like tackling trees and punching trees and doing all of, all the wood stuff, little bench pressing logs and all of that, all that woodsman stuff. But it's like. And it, but it translated because the because the strengths translated over. So yeah, I like I like him a lot. Um, my number five is 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 Cree Humphrey. Uh He's he's just so smart. He's 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 a very very smart player. Not the biggest, not the strongest, not the fastest, but he's gonna win. He's gonna win at the next level because he's smart and he knows uh he knows how to he's knows he knows how to play the game. He's got that wrestling background, so you can see the, the 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 torque that he generates in his hips when he when he's uh when he's blocking when he's uh, blocking on an angle. He can you can get him out in space. I want to I want to see him in a uh, zone blocking scheme, but he he understands leverage. So if he's hit up with a nose tackle, he knows how to h- how to drop his weight and bend his hips and generate the torque in his lower half, so that way he can hold his own against these big nose tackles that they might put up against him. But I just like the fact that um. And he can get to the second level as well. He's got some quickness to show to get to the second level. But I like how he handles that center position. I like how he's very technically sound in what he's doing. And he just looks like a winner to me. So I got a Creed Humphrey as my number five.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I, you know, I like Creed. You know, and like you said, that wrestling background comes into play because of the yeah. torque from his hip and his lower body The to be able to contort his upper half as well. Um, and then he does a great job getting his feet under him once he's established his upper body um, at the point of attack. So yeah. listen, I, I love Cree Humphrey as well. I think he will, like you said, this, this offensive line class, not just that offensive tackle, but it, in the, in the interior is incredibly deep. Oh my God. It, it's, it's, so, yeah. I don't know if we've seen a talent, a, a class with this much talent in like mm-hmm. the last decade.
1: Like, yeah, listen, We went through. We went through the whole top five. We didn't mention Trey Smith, uh, 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 this uh, another true sleeper from Pittsburgh, Bryce Hargrove, Uh, David Moore from uh, Grambling, Trey Hill from Georgia. These guys are going to be starters next year or the year after that, and they may go in like the third round. This I mean, this is an offensive line draft. That's what this is like. All the all the skill positions and all of all the glamour positions they're fine and dandy, but the strength of this draft is the offensive line.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I want to throw out one more one more uh, name because um, I just kind of started watching some Georgia. Ben Cleveland, man. Ben Cleveland. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Three fifty four. Just. Mm-hmm. Physical cool road grader, nasty, strong at the point of attack, uh, beats up defensive line, especially in the run game. Like he locks and anchor so well uh for me in, in the run game and seals off interior D lineman. I, I love I love his game from what I've seen so far because I'm starting to study that uh, that, that running back, uh Zamir White, I believe is his name. Um yeah. so yeah, like th- this. I'm telling you, guys, if your team needs an offensive lineman or two. This is a class that you can legitimately in the fifth, it's probably sixth round. You know, we didn't even yeah. talk about Deontay Brown and, and yeah, you know, yeah. Drake Jackson from Kentucky. Uh, there's so many guys, man, so mm-hmm. many guys. Like mm-hmm. at the tackle spot, there was one guy at the senior bowl who really caught my eye. Um, I believe we go back to, I think his name is, De, I think it's Deontay Smith.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Deontay, oh, yeah. East, yeah.
0: East Carolina. Um, like you know, little, little bit, something like that. yes. Uh, he's six five, like two ninety four. So you Lower. would like to see him add a little more uh weight to his game. But mm-hmm. you know, just quick off the ball, quick in his in his um in his kick slides, and I really like what he brings as well. And like I said, this is just such a talented and deep. We didn't talk about Walker Little, six seven three oh nine. Uh, because yeah. we you know we haven't seen him play a whole lot since what i think it's 2018 i believe it was yeah, yeah. but um but again like th- this and, and a guy his name is i keep seeing pop up with a lot of um you know Brand- brandon thorn a lot of the other just gurus and, and and guys from in the office scouting offensive line community uh stone force from um forces from uh florida 68315 yeah. man uh, for me I, i've talked about him before often often he's Looks at his offensive tackle for Clemson, 6'5, 345, Jackson Carmen. I think I would test him out at guard early on. Um, if I'm a power scheme, physical downhill gap uh running running team, I would love to, you know, think about Seattle, right? You know, um, you know, inside zones, running Chris Carson, the boys up the middle, in the teeth of the defense, up the A and B gaps. You want to move people, you want to get off the ball and create that that initial surge. And, and I think he could really be beneficial there. I don't think. I just don't see tackle in his in his future. I think he's gonna yeah. be a
1: guard. Yeah, I like him better at guard. Um, I like him just in in close quarters. I don't like him out in the space with uh the speed rushers may uh, get around him. But um no, he's, got, yeah. he's kind of
0: heavy footed in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another guy, another guy, heavy-footed, big kid, but really strong Sidarius Hutcherson from uh South Carolina. He wanted one of them freak athlete guys. He won him, he got you know, got one of those uh squats a thousand and one pounds and all of that he's he's really a really strong kid not the best uh in space but he's a very very strong kid
0: oh yeah yeah definitely um he popped off the tape for me when i was studying kevin harris a couple days ago i was like man like this guard can move like he moves people like he's a people mover so i'm i i love it man but listen guys that is our show. We talked a lot about the offensive line. Man, I know it's not the most glamorous position, but they deserve love because, mm-hmm. listen, we saw Patrick Mahomes struggle with no offensive line. We've seen, uh, you know, go back I think it was twenty fifteen. We've seen Tom Brady struggle with a just a revolving door at the offensive line. Yeah. We've seen it just really um, kind of handicap and cripple offenses when you can't, when you don't have a trustworthy five. And in this class with so much talent, one of the best offensive line classes I've ever scouted and I've ever seen. Um, mm. I'm excited about it. I can't wait for the draft to see what a lot of these guys land. Um, and just see them on Sundays, man. So, again, as we said at the beginning of the show, we appreciate all the love and support. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Again, we talked offensive linemen. I'm Damian Parson. That's Eugene Holt. Y'all have a good night.
1: Later.